we got our feelers out. Not much more we can do tonight. All right. I'm just going to go through some files. You can go ahead and get going. Sorry? Go ahead. Unleash the Kraken. See you tomorrow morning. Where am I going? Dean, it's Valentine's Day. Your favorite holiday, remember? I mean, what do you always call it? Uh, unattached drifter Christmas? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, be that as it may, I don't know. Guess I'm not feeling it this year. So you're not into bars full of lonely women? I guess not. What? It's when a dog doesn't eat. That's when you know something's really wrong. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fan fiction it inspires. Before we begin, just want to remind you to like, subscribe, or follow wherever you listen to us so you don't miss any episodes or bonus stuff that we do. I'm Sandra. I'm Carly. And happy Valentine's Day. Yay. Um, because it's Tuesday. So it's a new episode. So happy Valentine's Day. Dean's favorite holiday. Family. What is it? Unattached Drifter Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> happy Unattached Drifter Christmas. So... In the theme of all things love and romance and all that good stuff, we thought we would take a little bit of a look into the sexuality of Sam and Dean, but not in the way you think. We're not going to sit here and be like, oh, what what if they were gay, though? Because that's been done. That's been done so many times. What we're going to look at is Sam and Dean's relationship with romance and with sex. So, that's And I just wanted to mention that I know I got inspired listening to an episode of uh, the Supernatural Opinions podcast, and they discussed mm-hmm. love languages of characters um, on Supernatural, and they kind of deep dived into that. So I'm going to make sure that we add a link to like that episode in particular and thank KJ for like giving us the idea because then we're like, oh, but what about, and then we started off on tangents and Carly was like, demi-romantic, aromantic. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, Okay. We've got to we've got to look into this and we sell plenty of dictionary. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of tabs open too now, and I'm kind of like, hmm. so many tabs, guys. I've got loads. I don't know how we want to. We're this is a work in progress. Everybody that's listening, and this stuff may get cut out or whatever. But like, we're trying to figure out. There's no table. There's no guidelines. We're, we're she's so upset. The rails are she's off. She's so upset. We don't know what we're she's doing like, here. Needed a table. I, I will say. I offered. I was like, "How long is it going to take you to knock the table?" <laughs> She's like, mm, "No, <laughs> not in this time frame, nada." So we are going forward, tableless. Sandra is not happy, and you know what? For once, I kind of feel like I'm flailing a little bit. We definitely should have prepared a little bit harder for this episode. But when have we ever pretended to be professionals? Yeah. So I suppose I was thinking about this before Sandra came to me and was like, I've listened to this episode um, da, 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 and I think this. So I was thinking about this and I was like, I think, I can't even remember what prompted it, but I was like, you know, I think Sam might be demisexual. And I, this was in a group chat with Sandra and our friend Dee. And I was like, I, th- I think he might be demisexual. And they both went, what's that? <laughs> and I was like, it's where you don't necessarily feel sexual attraction to somebody unless you have a bond with them. And I started like pulling out references of like all the time Sam doesn't get laid in 15 seats, <laughs> which is, uh, there's a lot of times that it, we, we counted it out 
And if you don't count him being soulless, which we decided we weren't going to count because that seems unfair, Mm -hmm. it's seven times in 15 seasons Mm. that that boy gets slayed. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's from lack of opportunity. Mm -hmm. He's a good-looking boy. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I think this. But I I was saying to them, I was like, I don't know if that's as a result of trauma or if that's just the way that he is. So we're going along and we're just chatting about it. And we'll like, obviously we'll, we'll circle back and we'll get into the, the, the nitty gritty of that. But then I was like, I also think Dean could be aromantic as in does not feel romantic attraction. Dean was not happy with this. <laughs> Dean strongly disagreed with me. She was like, no, 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 no. He feels romantic attraction. And I was like, does he? She's like, he's very romantic. And I was like, is or does he just say what he needs to say to get girls into bed? And then she was like, he doesn't need to lie. And D, if you're listening, I'm only poking fun a little bit. I don't genuinely, like, I don't genuinely disagree with what you said. <laughs> so that kind of promises another discussion because you can't deny that Dean gets laid every chance he gets. But that's all it is. It's just casual sex. Sam has more long-term partners than Dean does in the whole show. So that's kind of where this began for me. What did you kind of think after listening to the Supernatural Opinions podcast, Sandra? Where were you kind of leaning? Well, so I I think too, like, just thinking about like how for Dean, like love is like action, I think. And they were a little like, he's not really very touchy feely and stuff. I said, well, he's not really touchy feely, but I feel like he wants, he wants to be touchy feely. So it's like those kinds of like aspects of like where they, where they try, like what their love language is and what they would like, what they, what they don't like um, in terms of like gifts or different things like that. So then I think when you started in the the thread and started talking about, you know, all this other stuff, um, aromantic, demisexual, and I think D got, like you said, D got a little bit like, no, 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 he's romantic. I I find that the flirting isn't necessarily he's definitely a flirt. He's full on flirt. Yeah. I don't know if that's a romantic thing. I think that's just kind of like what you said, kind of like how he works people over or gets to the next point. I don't find flirting to necessarily be romantic. I find romantic to be more the way you think of someone and how you romanticize them in your head. I will say, knowing how I've written Dean in fanfic, I think there's the possibility that he could get there. I don't think he's necessarily there. And I think that might be where Dee's at because her rookie series definitely takes, there's romantic gestures, I think, in there. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, but there are romantic gestures. And I think that it's either somebody just, you just know, kind of like we've been talking about, you just know when you know, you know when somebody yeah. just has this romantic bent to them. Like my husband, I feel is much more romantic than I am, which is weird because I write romance, but I can see it. I could see when someone else is doing it and I can, you know, I, I see those parts and how they layer, how you take time to do this and this and this for someone, or 
you know, bringing them flowers to me is a romantic gesture or, you know, wanting to take them out Mm -hmm. and like those things are romantic. I don't, and we're going to look at the list because I really need to like think about Dean with these partners and what we've seen, how much of that could even be considered romantic. I don't Mm -hmm. think I've seen a lot of romance. I've seen flirting. I've seen sexy. I've seen all of that from Dean. I can't say romantic. Um, So I suppose, I suppose it's worth jumping at this point to say um, being a romantic, um, demi romantic, anything like that has nothing to do with the love that you Mm -hmm. feel for somebody. It's Mm -hmm. completely like, it's nothing. It's not like, aromantic people can't fall in love they don't Mm -hmm. feel love anything like that it's just everything you kind of think about when you think of having a crush on somebody or you know catching feelings Mm -hmm. those kind of feelings don't necessarily happen to people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who identify as aromantic so I'm not saying that Dean is incapable of love I'm certainly not saying that he doesn't enjoy sex or anything like that it's it's completely different I just don't think he doesn't. I don't think he has a clue sometimes. Like I, because I, I think yeah. I've seen. I, okay, like full off. If we, if we go into the whole, if we look at the Destiel thing and the way that they've shown certain situations or scenarios with Cass and Dean, he looks totally like lost in a lot of scenarios, like almost as lost as Cass does, and like, huh, like that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I think in situations with when he's getting. There's that one scene where he gets hit on by um, Adam Rose, right? He's like totally mm-hmm. like, what? Like, so yeah, I feel like the, and I know I'm getting things twisted up, but I feel like his, what he uses to get to a goal doesn't necessarily mean that he's experiencing romantic feelings or vibes with somebody. But like you said, he could still love them. It's just not this whole uh, heart eyes when he when he thinks of somebody kind of situation. Does that make sense? Does that fall mm-hmm. in line? Um, yeah, because that could go for anybody. Because I, I, I mean, I'm just like staring at this romantic orientation thing that's got a romantic, bi romantic, heteromantic, homo romantic, pan romantic, poly romantic. Great romantic, <laughs> demi romantic. Oh, my head is hurting. There are lots. So let's 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 break it down into easier sort of let's let's make this a little bit easier to digest. So if we say allo romantic is um I don't want to use the word normal because normal is bullshit word, mm-hmm. but like allo romantic is typical. So it's very hard to describe this without <laughs> using the word normal. But alloromantic or alloromanticism is just the normal feelings of romantic attraction to somebody. So it's probably something we've all felt, you know, it's 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 so typical that it's difficult to actually pin down what it is. Mm-hmm. But you know, like those you, the feelings that you get when you like I have a crush on somebody. Butterflies in your like stomach, that. tingles, butterflies. Um, you know, like yeah. you, you, you just start, you just start getting feeling really happy when you think about yeah. the person. Um, yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, all those kind of things that are just considered normal attraction. 
then you would have grey romantic, which is that you only experience those attraction that attraction those feelings rarely or you do experience them but they're weaker Mm -hmm. demi-romantic which is um you would only experience those feelings after you forged a strong emotional bond with someone so you know like friends to lovers kind of thing there has to be an existing emotional connection there before you begin to start thinking about being romantically attracted to that and again that is completely separate from physical attraction Mm-hmm. completely separate mm-hmm. and then obviously aromantic which is you just don't feel those kind of feelings at all you know yeah. you like in a previous episode i've described myself i i am a gender um 404 gender not found i have no idea what it means mm-hmm. that same thing would apply to um a romance and asexuality you don't know what that feels like you have no idea it's just not a thing that exists. And no matter how many different ways people try to describe it to you, you're just like, well, no, mm-hmm. no. I said aromantic for Dean because I wasn't at the time of having this discussion with Sandra and Date. I didn't know these other labels yeah. that went along with that. But I think me and Sandra, as as she said, we were chatting about this for quite a while before we started recording because we were like, ha we're woefully unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> we probably should have gone on the same page here, but it was too late for a table. So we've oh, on regardless. I would classify Dean probably as grey romantic. Yeah. Yeah, I think Potentially, so. potentially Demi? demi-romantic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and I think the key, the key thing that this comes down to is how much of that, for, for both of them, and we'll, we'll get onto Sam in, in a minute, but for both of them, how much is that trauma mm-hmm. and how much of that is just who they are yeah was dean born that way in such that he would have grown up and still had these feelings or is it a trauma reaction to being hauled around the country all his life Mm -hmm. and never being able to to forge even a friendship with somebody properly Mm -hmm. and then of course cassie he thought she was she was it this was this was going to be the one and he told her and she slam the door in his face mm-hmm. if he was already iffy about whether this whole romance thing was going to work out for him that probably would have put the final nail in the coffin there mm-hmm. so it's and I, I i don't have the answer do you have the answer sandra do you feel like you definitively know this mm, no i mean mm. but i i i I, th- I think again you're just talking about nature versus nurture again and i think it's probably yeah. a combination of both for him and I think seeing how because I we don't really know even though there was this idealized version of you know what John and Mary had you know in terms of their marriage we do know that Dean very early on kind of saw the the cracks in the wall and that you know their life wasn't perfect and I wonder I wonder if he still got to see some of the some romantic gestures or something between the two of them. Cause I think that that has a lot to do with what you're exposed to growing up. Like, you know, if, if, if you have parents in your life that are together and you get to see a model of that, hopefully it's a positive model, but like whatever it is, you're going to probably take that, take that on in 
some of your experiences with partners moving forward? Like I didn't, I know I didn't see it um, growing up. I didn't see what it was like to have parents together Mm -hmm. and how they might, you know, give each other a little, a little kiss when, when someone's cooking or like, you know, sneak up behind them and give them, you know, a little hug or something like that. So that kind of could be very alien. And those are romantic gestures. And I'm assuming, you know, even if you've been with somebody for 30, 40 years, you might still feel that romantic attraction to them, even though it might wane a little bit here and there. So I think it's probably, he just didn't have, he just didn't have a model to base it off of really. And you could say that for both of them. So then would he have turned out a little bit different? Maybe because if you talk, because I'm looking at your list, if we talk about the episode, what is and what should never be in season two with the gin where he's got this, he, you know, he's in this dream state of what his life could have been like. He's with a partner that they say sweet little things to each other. I still don't think it's romantic when I'm thinking about how he's responding to her. I think for me, the um, what we see because we didn't ever see him and Cassie. We only saw them, them meeting up again. But the situations we see Dean in a romantic relationship are forced. Mm-hmm. So there is in what is and should never be. Mm-hmm. He has the girlfriend, but he's he doesn't get it, does he? He's like, yeah. what, what is happening right now? Mm-hmm. And then with Lisa, mm-hmm. well, that's a whole mess, isn't it? Yeah. You can't argue that was... Would he have gone there if he wasn't forced? Probably yeah. not. Did he yeah. seek it out? No. Lisa was just, you know, she was just this 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 woman that he'd been with, and then you know, they they bumped into each other again, they hooked up, whatever. And then it, I think it played on his mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he 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 wasn't going to seek it back out, was he? He was like, well, he, he was the closest. That up. was the closest thing to an apple pie life that he could immediately jump into after Sam told him that he wanted him to yeah. do that, and that. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Yeah. Sam pushed him. Yeah. Dean was never gonna mm-hmm. leave the life and go and do that. So it was still. I mean, he tried his best, you know, whatever. And that's not to say that he wasn't romantic with Lisa. But you can make romantic gestures without any meaning behind them to you. Without the follow through, like really like yeah. internally. Yeah. I think he was just like, yeah. he was, he was playing his role. He was being the, he was being the provider. He was being, he was being all of that, that he needed to be. But I think it was very, I'm just, yeah, I'm just going through the motions because this is what Sam wanted. And this is what I need, guess I need to do. And maybe at some point it was going to click. You know, he thought it was going to click and I was going to have this aha moment. And I don't, you could tell that's immediately not the case because as soon as Sam comes back, it's just like back into the He drops them the like. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I'm not, he angsts about it. Yeah. But the things that he angsts about are not leaving Lisa. It's more about their safety and leave, security. I think that's yeah, what it is. Yeah. It's leaving them unprotected and what will happen to them if he leaves. Yeah. 
And he, you know, he he makes makes his agreement with Lisa that he's going to come back when he can. Mm-hmm. But again, that's is he coming back just for a hookup? You don't know. I'm not saying that he doesn't want to spend time with Lisa. I'm not saying that he doesn't care for Lisa and Ben, of course. Mm-hmm. But it's not a typical. It's really hard to <sighs> because there's not. There's nothing abnormal or atypical or anything about anybody that falls on these spectrums. But I feel like it's a little a heteronormative yeah, or a, not a norm. Society's <laughs> expectation of a relationship would it would be much society would expect it to be much harder to break away from someone that you spent a year with that you forged a connection with you know that you after a year together some people would be saying that you would be in love with that person and dean just switched it and off. again yeah yeah and again this is not to say that dean doesn't know how to love because he 100 does right but there's no it doesn't seem to be difficult to to break the emotional connection for him between him and lisa and then as we get later on in the season and he, he their, their memories of him are completely wiped. And he has like one thing where he's like, if you mention them again, I'll punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. And then it's never brought up again, is it? Ever. Yeah. Because I, I feel and like it, that becomes a situation where he feels, he feels responsible for that. So then that's, again, that's, that's just responsibility. That that's could be a compartmentalizing. That's. Yeah. That's okay. I'm moving on. He learned how to compartmentalize, and maybe that's why it's it's a difficult thing for him too. All the different like schools, places they lived, jumping from place to place to place. You don't know how to establish a connection with somebody long term, or mm-hmm. you never expect that's going to be consistent, constant, there. So he wouldn't know. Maybe he and maybe he just mm-hmm. maybe that's why we get into that whole maybe not necessarily a romantic, but gray romantic or like, you know, once I'm in a place where I feel like I, I'm settled, maybe that would have changed a little bit more. And then some, you know, that romantic attraction could have flourished. I don't think he was ever given the opportunity to do that well without baggage. Mm. Um, yeah. See, that's, that's the thing. Everything, everything that happens is all wrapped up in the the Winchester baggage, isn't it? We can mm-hmm. sit here and go, oh, well, he did this with Lisa and he did that with Lisa. But in, in the words of the man himself, he turned up half out of his head with grief. Who mm-hmm. knows who he would have been, what he could have been mm-hmm. without, you know, for all we know, Dean's keeping a calendar somewhere and ticking days off. And when he's reached a set amount of days, he's going to go, well, I gave it my best shot and fucking put a gun in his mouth. Right. You know, he said right. to Sam he'd try. Never said he'd try for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. We don't know. I don't think he did. But, you know, I think it's really easy to say that this comes down to nurture over nature. The way that he was brought up has shaped the way he is. But Sam was brought up exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Sam is anywhere on the aromantic spectrum. If I think he goes completely the other way. Mm-hmm. And he's on the um, sort of asexual spectrum in that he can, you know, be physical with somebody without 
the the bond, the reassurance that they're not gonna leave mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. So two boys brought up. Okay, Dean had Dean had like four years with Barry, but still, four is still very much your formative years. You're very much being shaped as who you are as a person at four. The two boys brought up exactly the same, hauled from pillar to post all their life. One with a complete borderline inability to form a romantic relationship and one who finds it very easy. Mm-hmm. No one can say that, again, we didn't see a great deal of Sam and Jess, but you can't say Sam was just, you know, ticking the boxes right, like I think Dean was with Lisa. And then I think that that goes into the fact that a lot of, which is weird to think about it this way, but so Dean has an experience one way, but then Dean was also mainly responsible for bringing Sam up. So what, like what part of, what did Sam get out of, was it just more freedom to experience things more quote unquote normally to see maybe like, you know, how the crushes happened in schools and like, you know, um, going to school just flat out being able mm. to go to school. Like how, how different, how different of an experience was Sam's because of maybe Dean trying to give him more of a normal apple pie life or the chance at it situation. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't know. It just, it, it just gets me, gets me thinking because no matter what, you know, Sam was influenced a lot by Dean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was saying to Carly, uh, my husband and I are like, we're watching season 15 and like, there's just, there's things that, that, you know, they're, they're tying up and they're, they're bringing out. And I just watched the, um, one of the episodes where, you know, Sam's like, you were always there for me. Like you were the constant, you yeah. were, you know, and it's just like, <laughs> what did that, how did that influence, you know, Sam mm-hmm. growing up? And does that give him the chance to form more of a bond with people that then would buy, then make him be able to be a little bit more romantic or experience romance that way. So yeah, I don't know. It's so it's so very complicated. I I yeah, I wish we did. It is, and we. <laughs> Sandra wishes I had a table. We're not here to say definitively it is this or it is that. We're just speculating. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking based on what you said, Dean, Dean uses sex as affirmation. Mm-hmm. You know, he uses that as, um, that's how he makes himself feel good. That's how he Physically, makes others that, feel good. Yeah. And, and that's that important. feeds back to him emotionally as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. He's, it's, it's something he's good at. Yep. It gives him pleasure. He can give his partner pleasure and that makes him feel good as well. So Dean's whole, Dean's whole self really is wrapped up in how good he can be for other people. Mm-hmm. He's a good hunter and he puts pride in that, not because he's a good hunter, but because he saves people. He's, we're assuming, a good lover. Again, not because he he doesn't particularly have pride in that, although he does a little bit. <laughs> but it's 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 more wrapped up in he can please others and then they will affirm him and tell him that he's, He's good. He's done a good job. This is taking a very, <laughs> in my mind, as I'm thinking about what I'm going to say, I'm like, oh, this is taking a turn. This is mm-hmm. taking a turn. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of Dean's 
self-worth, pretty much all of it, is tied up in what he can do. Mm-hmm. Not who he is or anything like that, just what he can do. Because that's how he was raised. Look after your brother. Look after your brother. Look after your brother. And then it's, you know, you, you need to be a good hunter to back your dad up. And Dean went looking for the the reassurances that he needed anywhere he could find them because they weren't coming from at home. And when you're a teenager, you know, and, you know, you you can get girls off or whatever, that makes a great reputation for yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? And you build build on those skills and you walk out into your 20s and you're like, I don't have a lot, but I could do this one thing really well. So he went... He went looking for that affirmation, whereas I think Sam, for all Dean teased him, which I think I, I don't have siblings, but I'm, I'm led to believe that's a part of the, the the whole thing of having having siblings. Dean never told Sam he couldn't. Whatever mm-hmm. it was, he never said, you can't do that. He was mm-hmm. always supportive. So or Sam if didn't he, need to if go he did, If he did, because he has done it on occasion in some it's usually to protect himself. The end of season five. Yeah. Yeah. All and the he, way just all of season five. Yeah. And he does it in um they do a flashback in that god awful episode in season 15 where oh, he's kind of yeah. like, you know, he's kind of telling Sam, Oh, don't even bother. You're not gonna be able to get into college. This is what a life is, because he doesn't want to lose at that point in that scenario, which I still don't think was very accurate, but whatever, if we if we look at it, he didn't want to lose Sam, right? Like he just didn't want to lose Sam in his life. So mm-hmm. he's like, Well, if I just make him think that he he can't do it. Maybe he won't try it. And he comes to, you know, he realizes his mistake at the end of the episode, you know, in the flashback says a little something to Sammy to make him feel better and make him think he can do it. But those are instances where he might have done that, you know, but again, I think it's more for his own protection, you know, in some way too, for that. I think, I think it's worth remembering as well that anything Anything negative that Dean might say out of fear is not going to be able to channel through the bedrock of trust that you build when you raise a child, mm-hmm. which is what he did. Mm-hmm. He taught Sam to, you know, eat with a knife and fork, to walk, to talk, to pee in the toilet, you know. And that you can't do those things with a child unless you are constantly cheering them on. Mm-hmm. And once that that sort of that foundation is established. I mean, you can burrow underneath it and collapse it, but you have to put a lot of effort in. And I think a few off remarks here and there yeah. would not have, have, you know, burrowed under that bedrock that Dean had established yeah. with Sam. Yeah. So Sam's not looking for affirmation of his worth like that. What Sam's looking for is stability mm-hmm. he you know he's got he's got all the self-esteem he needs his brother believes in him it's fine but he's looking for stability so he doesn't maybe he doesn't fuck around as much as as dean did when he was a kid but he's chasing that stability isn't he he's chasing college that's what he's going to do he's going to work hard and he's going to get into college and he's going to get out of this life and he's going to have a normal life He's trying to find his place. He's trying to find his place. And that's, I think that's Sam's kind of theme throughout, right? Like just finding his place. I don't think it's as, I don't think it's as set. I was just listening to a little bit of our interview with There Must Be a Lock. And 
Lou was very, how Sam's kind of like one foot in, one foot out, never really knowing where he he fits, where I think Dean knew where he fit. The end of the day, Dean knew he was a good hunter, mm. that that was that was a life he fit into very easily. Every other kind of existence he couldn't, but he fit into that, where I think Sam was constantly trying to figure figure that out. Where does he fit? And that I think lends into maybe his connections with other people, you know, and then how he would be mm-hmm. able to explore that and see, well, maybe I need to try this with Jessica. You know, I'm 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 willing to give myself the emotional what's the word? Words we we write, we should be able to do, do this. this. You can do this. Emotional, vul- emotional vulner- vulnerability to yeah. try to make that connection. And I think Sam is very, Sam shows his vulnerability a lot more than Dean does. And that can lead to emotional connections, maybe a little bit easier. Not that they happen often, but he might open the door to that more than say Dean would. And that then could mm-hmm. lead into all these other identity spectrums, orientations that we're talking about too for him. But yeah, I think Jessica's a big, I think Jessica was probably a big leap for him, like a big chance um, into this. This is what life could look like. And I want to, I want to take this chance. And, you know, I, even though he didn't tell her everything, I think he told her as much as he could that he was Mm. willing to, that, you know, before he thought she's just going to think I'm a complete I'm just a crazy person. What the heck am I talking about? Or this can't be, you know, a deal. I always, that's just one thing that always kind of stuck with me too, is that he was with her a while, really had to keep that, that mask up a long time. I think it's, it's interesting in season, in season five. So we're like four years after Jess died. um, And Lucifer's trying to, trying to tempt Sam. And he he comes to him in in the form of Jessica in mm-hmm. a dream a couple of times, and Sam's reaction to that is to to be like I I miss you so much I love you so much, mm-hmm. which says to me that he holds on to those relationships with that yeah. stability once he can get it, yeah. finds it very difficult to let it go. He still mentions her in like season fifteen. I just saw that again. Like really? he's like yeah, he's just like you know I still think about Jessica, and I'm just like. Wow. So mm-hmm. I you don't hear, I don't think, I don't remember hearing Dean ever really mention, I mean, he told Sam not to mention her, but I don't, I think he's, he's stated things like I tried, I tried the apple pie life, but he doesn't necessarily state mm-hmm. Lisa um, mm-hmm. and how he thinks about her or if he does. And yeah. so I definitely think that that connection just, in the life, right? As long as Dean was in that, I don't think he he would know how to make that work. Where I think Sam, he does say to Sam in season 15, he's like, you know, if if anything was gonna work, it would be us with a hunter. And mm. it's when he's talking about, you know, that he's happy to see Sam trying to make a go or figure out something with Eileen. Again, he's giving. He's giving his blessing to Sam. Like, this is good. This is good, Sam. You know, give this a try. See where it goes. Where he would probably not give that 
not give himself that same ability. Like he just wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, again, like rewatching the show, you're just like picking up on things and connecting dots and stuff. Yeah. He, he still, Sam was still mentioned Jessica. I think mentioned her a couple of times throughout. Like, I don't think it was just in season five. I think he, he did it a couple of times. So I feel that that mm-hmm. was probably one of his, do you think that was his, his it in terms of like probably making relationships work? It is difficult. We did say we didn't we didn't have any answers. Mm-hmm. We were just just yeah. spitballing. Yeah. I just think I suppose to to kind of just make sure like my my points about like Sam being being demisexual are, are quite clear. Um, when we look at the people that Sam slept with, and again, I'm gonna discount soulless Sam like I would discount people Dean slept with when he was a demon yeah I don't think that they count yeah uh, he only, it, it only says he had sex with one person while he was a demon but that's all we see he never never references having sex with anyone else so we've got we've got Jess who's in a long-term relationship with we've got Madison I feel like you could say they'd struck a bond yeah I don't think that that wasn't just a hookup they'd struck a bond oh no they made a point of Ruby. showing that yeah 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 We've got Ruby. Now, Ruby's difficult because there's a lot of consent issues surrounding mm. Ruby. And I'm not saying that she coerced Sam into sex with the demon blood, but I think the fact that Sam was in active addiction at the time muddies the waters a little bit. But you can't mm. argue him and Ruby had a bond. Mm. However organic that bond was, yeah. it was there. Yeah. So we've got the doctor from season four, Sex and Violence. That was just a completely random, casual hookup. Mm-hmm. And it was meant to throw you completely off that maybe she was the siren. But that's a completely random hookup. Mm-hmm. We don't count um, Crystal in swap meet because that wasn't Sam. <laughs> that was just Sam driving his meat. Mm. And then we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, like. He was busy when he was soulless. <laughs> when he was soulless. So we don't we don't count soulless. Okay. So we've got Jessica, Madison, Ruby, the doctor. So that's four. Amelia. Um, and fucking Amelia in season eight. Fucking yeah. Amelia. But you can't argue that they didn't have a bond. It was a weird, I hit a dog yelling mm-hmm. bond. But you know, they 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 certainly had a relationship. So that's mm-hmm. that's five. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Piper, completely casual hookup. But he does ask for her number, and she said she didn't give it to him. So again... Was he just being nice, though? But he still asked. Yeah, he he attempted to make a connection. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then we've got Eileen. It's never stated that him and Eileen have sex, um, but I think we're all adults here. We can probably assume that they did. Yeah. And it's still speculation. Is Eileen the blurry mum? <laughs> In the last episode, we don't know. So that's seven, seven confirmed sexes with Sam. Mm-hmm. Two of them are completely random hookups. Mm-hmm. And six of them are people he is shown to have either a long-term relationship or a significant emotional bond with. Mm-hmm. All these things point to Sam being demisexual, which mm-hmm. is to say 
he oh god where's the so where's the definition <laughs> feels sexually attracted to someone only after they've developed a strong or close emotional bond with them mm-hmm. that is not to say that people who identify as demisexual cannot or do not have casual sex mm-hmm. they can and they do it's just probably not their preference mm-hmm. you know sometimes the body wants what the body wants you know mm-hmm. sometimes you get bored of your own hand sometimes you just have to go out and find somebody else to use their hand metaphorically you know mm-hmm. yeah so it's not to say that that doesn't happen that demisexual people do not have hookups so i feel like all of that falls in line with sam and yeah. he's dean ribs him a lot about not getting laid and sam never he responds with frustration because he's like why are you so bothered about my junk go away Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. could be crossing canon with fan fiction here (laughs) it happens a lot (laughs) but sam's never like oh it's not for lack of trying or i can't find anybody he's just like i'm just not bothered you know i just my world doesn't end you know Yeah. yeah whereas and again it comes down to what they're seeking sam doesn't need that outside affirmation what he wants is that connection. Dean yeah. needs the affirmation. Morning. Mm. <clears throat> is that a hickey? And it was Valentine's Day. Wow, can't help it if I'm a hopeless romantic. You got half of that right. <clears throat> Still my civic duty. Helping all the single ladies. <laughs> You know the best thing about February 14th? You don't have to be Mr. Right. Just Mr. Right now. It's classy. Yeah, what'd you do, judgy? Curl up in your Snuggie? Watch Fifty Shades on cable? Yeah. No. I think Dean came to peace with being hauled all over the country a long time before Sam did. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Dean was like, okay, this is my life. That's fine. Whereas Sam always wanted to settle down mm-hmm. so that's kind of and again we're not saying this is canon we're not saying that we are 100 right if you have a differing opinion come and tell us about it let's have a chat you know yeah this is just our thoughts and i think it's a much more interesting topic to explore than one if they fucked guys though <laughs> because maybe Maybe they did. We don't know. If you if you would like my personal opinion on what if they fucked guys, though, lol, I would say they probably both did for different reasons. But you could argue to me that they were both 100% completely, completely heterosexual and I could get on board with that. Or you could say to me that they were both completely bi or pansexual and I could get on board with that either. So, yeah. I just don't think it's worth exploring any more than it's already been explored. <laughs> but if you want to chat about that, you know, drop us a comment, drop us an email, let us know. We'll have a chat with you. What, what do you think, Sandra? Where do you stand on sexual orientation of the Winchesters? Um, Sorry, I'll put you right on the spot there, didn't I? I mean, <laughs> I keep, keep I doing that. I think I've... Sam's, Sam's harder to pin down. I feel like either Dean... Dean would want to explore or has explored. Like, I feel like that's more possibility. Like, you know, dipping his toe <laughs> wherever. Um, where I'm not just sure about Sam. I definitely had, I definitely wrote down in an email 
about what I thought Sam's sexuality was. I mean, you can scroll back through my emails if you want. I can't remember what I said. I definitely was like, I think this, and also this for Sam. I, I personally, my personal headcanon is Dean is Pan. He doesn't care. And my reasoning behind that is he's a hedonist. He knows mm-hmm. that life's joys are fleeting. Yeah. And he will grab onto anything he thinks will be pleasurable, will be fun, will be good. With both hands. So I think the only reason I would say that maybe canon-wise that's not, I don't know if that's the thing because I still get stuck on Dean thinking this is what a man is. Like even when we talk about the conquering, right? Like I just think of conquering, like how many, how many mm. ladies can he bed, you know, or he went here, he got this waitress, this waitress, this waitress. I, I, I think even if he was thinking about it or struggling with it in his mind. I don't know how much he would have done maybe necessarily in Canada. I think it's definitely possible. And we've talked about things that we think he's done to make sure there was food on the table for Sam, but that has nothing Mm -hmm. to do with sexuality. That's to do with just survival. Right. So I, I always kind of flip back and forth with that. Like I, I guess I, yeah, I mean, pansexual would make, would make sense for Dean in terms of that, how much he, when he does enjoy something, how he's full on in it. And it's kind of like goes for it. Doesn't matter. It's just there for the feeling it provides. Um, And again, if he's very much a people pleaser, you know, um, in bed, that could Mm -hmm. go lots of different ways, lots of different scenarios, lots of different things. So I I mean we know he's had situations where he's like he had the triplets that he shared with Lee and I still am like well does that mean they were in the same room did they switch off like when you say you split them evenly how how the hell does that work like <laughs> how does that we have yeah. questions so it's like that's kind of um yeah I mean I I think experimenting so yeah with Sam I just I don't know. Like I've never seen a situation where I got even a hint that he might have been attracted to a male. Maybe I missed something. I never got we're that. T- we're talking about Dean or Sam. No, I'm talking about Sam. Now it's I switched oh, over right, to okay. Sam. Because I've right, seen that okay. with Dean. I've seen I've seen situations with Dean where you're like, mm, why are you? Why'd you make that comment? Why are you? checking that person out like you know like those kinds of things yeah. like it just makes me think that dean's still struggling but with sam i don't ever remember seeing a spot where aside from somebody assuming they were a couple right where did it ever yeah where did you ever see hints of that with sam i guess yeah i did i just i feel like I feel like Sam probably experimented in college. In college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. do. F- and I know that's a real big cliche, but I do think he probably did. And then I think maybe, see, you're right. You don't really ever see that side of him, but I, I just don't know. I don't see Sam cutting himself off from an avenue of, you know, of of pleasure of good times for very similar reasons to Dean. Although I wouldn't say Sam is is a is a hedonist in the same way that Dean is. Mm-hmm. But I think he knows how you know crap it can all get. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't see him turning away something that would make him feel good. But again, yeah. I can completely see your side of that and go, but he never showed any interest in the show. And you're right, he didn't. Dean's sexuality is is ambiguous in the is show. He questioned. I Sam, <laughs> yeah. I think Sam probably, yeah. Because I've even yeah. trying to think, did they ever, because I mean, in, you know, fan fiction ever, like, you know, again, things get really That's it. muddy. Is it, is it a blur? Yeah. But like, <laughs> I'm I, blurring the lines. In, in fanfic, I know there's always like, there's assumptions like, you know, that they've, they've shared, you know, a female or whatever, and like threesomes and stuff like that. But I don't ever remember like. It would have been mentioned if they did. I yeah. Think. I feel like it would have, but I feel like, you know. Dean teases him so much. And again, why does Dean tease? Is he is he doing it to deflect or whatever? But I don't ever, yeah, I just don't, which again, like wouldn't, I think, wouldn't be a big deal. I just, I don't ever remember getting that. I never got that vibe from Sam, but I totally get that he could have um, experimented in college. Definitely. That could have been a thing. I just don't know if I he think- would have like sought it out. I don't know. I think the thing the thing about about siblings and that kind of thing is that it's, you know, it's it's quite sexy in the abstract, isn't it? It's like, ooh, brothers or ooh, twins or or whatever. Yeah. And then in the reality, you're like, like oh shit, we're in really muddy incest yeah. waters here. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Ah. Mm-hmm. And I just don't Sam and Dean are close, but I don't know if they're that close. <laughs> you know? But maybe maybe they are because well, it remember was a like that rated show. Yeah, remember so like the oh, damn it, season four, the very first episode, Lazarus Lazarus Rising, when they meet Pamela and she's all about like really both of them, right? And she's <laughs> you like, can come to grumpy. <laughs> and he's like, You are not invited. And I'm just like, Oh, I is that just because he wants her all to himself, or is he just like, No, hard pass, you are not allowed in See, any way. I think- I think it's the second one. I think he's like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you want to go, you will wait. This is not happening at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I do think that's one of those, like, the fantasy is much, much better than the than the reality. Because, yeah. I mean, if you, <laughs> if you wanted, if you is. were going to imagine that, <laughs> if you were going to imagine that, why are you doing that to her? She's going to hit you in the face. Apologies, <laughs> listeners. I have cats in the room. Sometimes they're here, sometimes they're not. And my boy cat is like, I'm going to wind my sister up. <laughs> and he's being very cute. He's licking her in the head. And like to anybody who doesn't know them, it's super cute. Oh, he's grooming his sister. Isn't that so nice? But he's doing it because he knows it pisses her off. Mm-hmm. And eventually she's going to get up and smack him in the face. And then she'll leave and he'll get her warm, warm spot. So mm. cat fights could be imminent. But yes, no, I think if someone said to you, you could have Sam and Dean, you know, you could you could be the filling in a Winchester sandwich. I don't think there's many male attracted people out there that would turn that down. Mm-hmm. But the reality of the situation is that's going to be weird. Well, it's kind of like that's what Dee always be- says, like, just make sure that it's just it's just fully like all the attention's on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here judging like some. I'm not judging, but I'm sitting here like fantasy is better than the reality. Like I didn't write. A, a Winchester sandwich threesome. Mm-hmm. It was fucking very great. explicit instructions. Do not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I thought in, in in my in my writing of that, I was like, "There's no way this cannot be addressed." They have told the reader who is like female inside reader. I was like, "They've told her that they're brothers, and now they're propositioning her to fuck 
nobody I appreciate that if you had two Winchesters on your sofa, one of them is shirtless and they're both like, hi, dick. You'd lose a lot of brain cells really fucking quickly. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. definitely think you'd have at least three left to go. T- <laughs> t- together? T- together? <laughs> and and, and in my personal story, they're both like, Jesus, fuck, no. Oh, God, no, we're not going to touch each other. Absolutely not. It's all you, baby. It's all you. And I'm very careful and nobody touches anybody. <laughs> no, no male person touches any other male person. It's all fine. Oh goodness! It it all works out great, but you know, like it's a great fantasy. I just don't think it would work that great in reality. But if you put two stunningly handsome men, like Jared and Jensen, together and be like, they've spent their whole lives sharing cars and motel rooms. Mm-hmm. They live together. Brain. Yeah, yeah, they live together. Yeah, yeah. There's... Update on the cat fight. <laughs> just update on the cat fight. He's gone back to cleaning himself, but he has woke her up. So he could be playing the long con here because she might get up and leave now. And if she does, he will get in her warm spot. But yeah. there was no blatting in the face. So that's always a bonus. I think you can cut that out, Sandra. It's fine. fine. <laughs> we don't have to discuss No, that's fine. Um, I think the whole thing too, like going back to, to D's, I think like, no, he's romantic. Again, I think that that's, I think that's a lot of her and I wanting something more for Dean and wanting a relationship and wanting a connection for Dean. So I think that's where mm-hmm. um, in my, I know she's done it. And in my, the Some Sunny Day series, I mean, I'm very much a, I want him to feel like there's safety and there's, you can, you could show yourself and you're not going to get turned away. And I will say, I'm very proud of there at the end of a view to Winchester, there's a, a POV from Dean after he and Julie, um, you know, finally, I'm going to call it make love. Cause I feel like it's a very romantic scene yes. um, where he does kind of think back to different scenarios and like what, what he did for his partners was he was, it was all about making sure they they were fulfilled and he wanted to, like you said, he wanted to do a good job. So it was like, that was like paramount. And I think that that can transition into feelings of romantic attraction for someone. If you're given the opportunity to stay with them for an extended period of time. So I think it's always a possibility with him, with, with Dean, but I, I can, I could see that. I could see why D was like, no, He's romantic <laughs> because you want, I guess, because like you said, it's, it's typical, right? It feels like that's, that's what a relationship should have in it. Not necessarily all the time, but like a mix of a good relationship is showing, feeling that way. Like I talk about, he feels this little tug inside of him. I think that's like the start of feeling romantic attraction with somebody too. Like you, then you start to you build on that, right? You can kind of go off it the wrong way or completely backwards, but you could still get there if you're given time. And I think Sam maybe got time with people, even though, yeah, I mean, again, Dean had that year with Lisa, but again, I think he was just checking the boxes of this is what I need to do. It's different with just, this is what my life is now. This is a possibility. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think he was there yet because he still had work to do with Sam um, or wasn't ready to close that chapter, still was looking for Sam, you know, with the hunting life, at least maybe on a set of dialed up to 10, maybe at like a two where it's just like the random werewolf or vampire or whatever, and not God or the apocalypse or whatever. I think, I think Dean could have maybe gone down that that path like he does with rookie you know and has Hmm. a life and stuff so yeah yeah i could totally see where she's like no (laughs) yeah no i i totally get it as well and it's society tells you all the things that romance is supposed to feel Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and i don't think it would be difficult to mimic that if you Mm -hmm. felt so inclined Mm -hmm. so that's not to say that dean is incapable of romance yeah or being romantic just that feeling doesn't necessarily yeah yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean the same thing to him as it does to the recipient yeah yeah of of his romance so i'm not you know don't come at me girl don't come at me in the the group (laughs) chat and, and come yell at me i'm not saying he's not romantic i'm just saying maybe it doesn't have the feeling behind mm-hmm. it that mm-hmm. you would expect yeah because i'm sure i'm sure he's capable of being super romantic even though we didn't see very much but if we go with gray romantic it's that rarely or sometimes like that little teeny tiny percentage so we're going to give that yeah. to rookie and we'll give the other little bit to julie <laughs> yeah and we'll say that's our that's favorite it. fix it yeah. yeah yeah what was i gonna say <laughs> we need a table Oh it's my been, god! It has been. This has been a struggle. Okay. This this has been a very weird. This is a very weird Valentine's Day episode. I will say that Happy Valentine's Day. But let's talk about all the ways that the boys um oh, don't god. show romantic. Yeah. <laughs> don't have romantic. Hey, 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 I will take no credit for this because you were the one that said I, I think know. we should do this in Valentine's Day. I know. And I was like, I think yeah, if you want. I think it'll be. I think it'll be. It'll work. It'll it's, work. I think it works tangentially. So do we have any other thoughts or have we expended all of our thoughts on, oh, we, no, I think- we should say we took a quiz. I might put a quiz down in a link for a quiz and yeah, we can, we can, yeah, no, we took a quiz and apparently both me and Sandra might be demi-romantic. Yeah. Um, so the quiz was not clear. <laughs> I think all things considered, we did, we did a relatively good job. We you got, did, we, we got where we needed to. We got where we needed yeah. to go. So we're, we're good. But yes, please let us know your thoughts. Reach out to us. You can email us at idlinginthimpala at gmail.com. Or you can reach us on Twitter at idling in the letter D Impala. If you'd like to make your voice a mail, no one's done this yet, but it'd be great if somebody did. Check the description for a link to send us a voice message. You can find links to our personal socials and our AO3 accounts in the description. And big sigh, there's also a link to my author website. With my original fiction. That was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Go ahead, Carly. Oh my God, this episode. We're just going to title this The Hot Mess. Jeez <laughs> Louise. Okay. Also, in the descriptions will be the links to our Kofi page. If you think, hey, those two are a fucking disaster, I should give them some money so they can be more professional. <laughs> if you want to and you are able, there is a link to our Kofi so you can give us a donation. As it stands currently, at time of recording, there is a link to our merch site in the description as well. That may change. We are revamping and we are potentially looking at um, a new merch supplier. So this may or may not still be relevant when this comes out. 
don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, leave us a comment or a review if you wanna. It means that you won't miss out on any content. And we love comments. Comment us, guys. We like it. Yeah. So with that, we will say thank you for joining us in the back seat, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.